Oh, God, Mikey, you're killing me. I had to get my race purity score down somehow. And I mean, that retriever in the park had the tightest ass I'd ever fucking seen. I mean, I just had to do it. What? They're suing me for emotional damages? How can a dog experience emotions? It can't at all. FBI, open up! Yes! Let's go! Let's go! That's it! I'll call you back. Well, folks, I uh, didn't realize you were you were listening to that. Can we uh cut to commercial? Well, guys, uh, this is uh. My one phone call. They're giving me the fucking book for doing something to some dog in the park. But so, some things just have to have to happen, you know. Um, and I was the one willing to take those risks for uh, the rest of humanity. Anyways, it is episode number 51 this week. One after our big five zero last week. Thank you guys all for your continued support of the show. And thanks to all three of you guys last week. Hopefully we get more than three uh, as of the last time I checked. Um, but yeah, nope, everything is, everything's going great. Happy Friday. It is um, yet another Friday with an episode. Uh, my name is William Bazone, if you didn't already know that. And I am a Z-List YouTuber, former at least. And yes, I will die on that hill. That is my, that is my, that is my, that is my shtick. That is my bit, if you will. Um... And I'm very happy to get my podcast. It's unscripted. As you can tell, I'm kind of not super prepared for this. I'm just kind of coming in, talking off rip. I think that's fun. It's easier to, to edit and, you know, and I can just throw it out there. And if you like listening to my voice, I appreciate it. If not, how can I be better? Well, you can drop all that down in the description. Um, you can leave five stars. You can send me an email, downbazpwrhr at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, five stars would be great. I'd love to know how I can prove it. Oh, and Spotify has those new, uh, f- newfangled fancy polls at the end of every episode. So feedback is encouraged. Thank you. Um, throat's been a little funky these past few days, so my voice might not necessarily be there, but uh, I'm trying. Um, and where can I even begin? This week was uh, certainly a lot. A lot happened. Um, in my personal life, not really in my, my overall kind of, you know, podcasty kind of self-life. So, um, yeah, let's, let's start off with the biggest event, which was, uh, my first concert in, how long has it been since my last, probably almost a year, I would say, since my last concert. Um, and it was a pretty solid show, I will say. So, this is also the first concert I went to alone, um, and that was kind of an experience because, you know, I, I kind of look at it from two ways. You know, first of all, it's the fact that you're, you know, going to a concert alone with nobody, right? Because that's an event where you like, I don't know, I've always, like I said, I've been, I've been around music for years now. Music is something that brings a lot of people together. And I feel like a concert is something that should be enjoyed, like, with people, right? 
and it's funny, you know, I was talking to my parents on Sunday, and they're like, oh, who'd you go with? And when I said myself, they kind of looked at me funny. They're like, oh. Like, as if, you know, oh, you're supposed to go with people. And I'm like, there's no rule against it. And honestly, you know, I was even in my own head on, on Friday night because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just standing there, and I don't really know anybody, right? Um, and that was really strange to, like, kind of be there but, like, not – like talk with anybody and not like you know interact with anybody and kind of just kind of just stayed in my own lane um it was funny because oh this is another story um so i saw this so this girl i went on dates with like jesus christ like my freshman year right so she works for metro uh which is the concert venue i went to go see the show at i don't know what the fuck she does like promo or something but she was there and it was just really funny because I, that just brought back so many memories of how bad that was. That was like the, the first girl I went on a Tinder date with. No, actually, wait. No, because, oh my God, I forgot about that too. Damn. Wow, this is unlocking everything here. I remember. So the first girl I ever hung out with from Tinder was a 22-year-old senior, and I was... 18 fresh out of high school. How did that happen? I have no idea. But, um, yeah, that happened. So, like, we hung out a couple times, and that was that was about it. Um, but this girl was, like, the first girl I went on, like, a date date with, like, out. So I remember, like, um, I don't even know how I remember this. I guess it's just, again, it's, it's we, we keep receipts, as Deion Sanders would say, the great Deion Sanders. Um so I met her downtown, we got coffee, we like walked around all the way down to like the museum campus, so like pretty far from the loop. Um, and yeah, that was it, was, it was a good date. I was pretty happy with how it went. You know, she's pretty cool. We both like music a lot and that was kind of how we vibed. And then the second date was like maybe two or three weeks later, we go to like Belmont, we like, you know, go to like Belmont Army, we hit some of the record stores, blah, 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 we get dinner. It was a good time again. And I'm like, okay, this is going kind of well. But then, you know, the conversation starts to slow and whatever. And I kind of just text her. I'm like, hey, like, I, I really enjoyed our time together. Like, if you're still interested in doing something, let me know. Because it's, you know, I, I, you're, I'm probably not the only person you're talking to. But, you know, just let me know what you're thinking. And this is where it's funny. Because um, she told me she was seeing somebody. And, I, like, that's fine in and of itself, whatever. But what's really weird is, like, two months later, um, she posted on her Snapchat story, happy four months with my boyfriend. And I'm like, hold up. Let's do the – you know, I'm not a math guy here, but this shit ain't adding up. So let's just say beginning of January 2021. Our first date was probably, like, early October – which is to say that would be impossible to think that we actually would have gone on a date if you had been seeing this person for four months because that would have been like early September is when you started seeing each other. Um, so do the math. Like, am I, is this, was this basically all just us as friends and her getting free food out of me or, or what, you know? So that's a funny story though. I like totally forgot about that, but it, Kind of works for this bit. Um, See, so yeah, I saw her. I didn't, like, say hello or anything. I was like, please do not look at me, please. And I, I even saw her outside the bar. I think she was, like, she even, like, saw me from across the way, and I think she probably knew. Um, because, you know, there's, like, a bar right next to the 
uh, concert venue. I went there first to like, you know, kind of loosen up, get a drink and a shot and go um, to the show. And yeah, I, like she was there. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because of course, like I didn't want to fucking talk to her because she, it's very fucking funny. Like a month ago, she matched with me or tried to like me on Hinge. And I was like, yo, like what's going on? What's going on here? This is really confusing. Um, so, yeah, that was just a funny bit. Anyways, the show was, again, really good. So the two bands that opened were Death Dynamic Shroud, which is obviously, like, kind of like... I've heard of them, but I haven't listened to them before. But, I, but again, I know quite a bit about them. And they were pretty fucking good. Like, as an opener, like, they really had a lot of energy. Their set was really cool. And they brought down the house. Frost Children was... As good, if not better. I've heard Flatline before. That's like the song I think that's in FIFA this year. And, um, you know, they're, they're a decent group. And I listened to, like, you know, some of their stuff after the show because, like, damn, like, this shit is pretty good. And they had a lot of energy. They were exciting. And then George Clanton comes on. And, of course, I know George Clanton because, you know, I, have again, was like a Vaporwave fan back in the day. Kind of late, but, you know, I knew who George Clanton was. I knew people who like George Clanton, and, you know, his new stuff's pretty good, so I wanted to go see him for that reason. I think his set out of the three was the weakest because he didn't really play a lot of new stuff. I think he maybe only played, like, three or... Not even... I don't even think he played half the record on um, uh, the, 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 the set list. So that was a little disappointing, but, I mean, he's still really cool and he makes good music. I think what what kind of pissed me off is, you know... He, he had a good stage presence. It was fine. But my issue was it was hard to hear him. And that might have just been my ears, like, being done after, like, two hours of really loud music and me being kind of distracted by, like, the overstimulation. And I couldn't really hear him that well. But I just don't think his mic was really up that high. And dude is more concerned about, like, the visual aspect of his set. And I get it. He's a visual artist. It's a key part of your set. But he's, like, banging a TV while singing the song because he's using these, like, old, like, CRT TVs. And one of them is not working. And he's just focusing on that in the middle of a song. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be, like, fucking, like, recording the music. Not recording the music. Playing the music. But he's not playing because he's got, like, a demo track in the background and he's singing over it. So, um, whatever. That works. Um, And, yeah, he moshed once. And it was crazy because, like, you know, I had consistently been pushed back for each of the sets. Like, for Death Dynamic Shroud, I was maybe, like, six feet away from the stage. You know, as as the next act came on, Frost Children, you know, I started moving back. And then George Clanton came and, like, everybody just started, like, pushing their way. And it's weird because you don't really think about it, about, like, how far you've moved away. And then everyone started moshing. And then I'm all the way, like, in the back of the room. And I was like, damn, like, this kind of sucks. Um, and people were just like, I don't know. I've always not been a fan of people at concerts who, like, just push their way through. They're like, excuse me, pardon me, coming through. Like, as if, like, you know, it just seems, like, kind of rude, but... Anyways, that's just my opinion. The show was really good. I don't want to criticize it for too long. I think George was... He's a great artist, a talented artist. I just think compared to some of the art, the, the other artists on the bill, he could have done a little bit better. That's just my opinion. Um, and also, he should have played Walk Slowly from Slide. That would have been really fucking cool because he opened with Live and Loose. And if he closed with Slide, it would have been fucking sick. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was a good show, though. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, really... Not else I can really share from last week. Just a lot of work. Saturday was a work day. Um, Sunday, so I, I got to say this because it's happened two weeks in a row now. And, you know, you could think of that, like, that Doofenshmirtz, you know, bit where it's like, 
You know, if I had a nickel for every time this happened, I'd have two nickels, which is, you know, weird that it happened twice or whatever. So, Old Crow, right? I'm there every Sunday. That's like my spot. That's where I'll go watch football. Um, and last week, you know, I go alone. And it's like the first time I, I'd been, like, alone alone. Because, like, um, you know, the first week I went alone, and, you know, I'm, like, standing at the bar. I'm not, like, hogging a table. Um, and I did end up talking to some guy the first week who, you know, I think kind of felt bad for me that I was kind of sitting there by myself. Um, and, you know, it was a nice conversation with some dad and it's whatever. But then this, this, the next guy, so he's kind of sitting next to me. He looks like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing there by himself. Like, but, you know, he chats it up with me. You know, we end up talking, sitting together. And, you know, my waitress hands me my card back. And, you know, I catch her a little while later. I'm like, hey, um can I cash out? And she was like, oh, no, this this guy picked up your tab. And I was like, oh? Like, it's just so weird. Like, you know, everyone likes to shit on Cleveland. Everybody likes to make jokes about, you know, Cleveland and, and, and everything that's in it. Even, like, everyone thinks, like, the fucking, you know, Joe Kim Noah clip, right, where he's in an interview and he's like, what's there to talk about about Cleveland? You know, what's there to do here? I don't hear anyone wanting to go to Cleveland on vacation, right? Like, that, that whole bit and... I think Cleveland, it might not be the best city in the world, but damn it, the people are great. And I just thought that was a really nice gesture. You know, it's like the dude didn't have to pick up my lunch bill. Like, I mean, I probably, I, not that I spent a lot of money, but it's just like the dude, I bought a couple beers and a little food for myself and he picked it up. I was like, damn, like, that's really nice. So I like tried to find him on like LinkedIn because he told me he worked for this company and I was like, okay, he went to this school, blah, blah, blah. And I found him and I messaged him. I was like, hey, thank you so much for picking up my tab. And he was like, well... You know, I know you're in college, so I figured it would be the nice thing to do. See, this is what fucking sucks about living right by a busy road is you just have all these cars going by. And just, why the fuck do people need to, you know, have a cock measuring contest at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Um, that's just what I want to know. But, yeah, so it was a really nice gesture, and I really appreciated it. Because, like, you know, I do have my own money. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I have certainly more than enough to buy my own way for lunch. But just, like, that kind of gesture was just, like, he didn't have to do it, and I really appreciated it. So always be nice to people, even if it's if it's weird, if it's awkward. I, like I said, I've, I, I'm just so used to doing things by myself that, like, and it's weird, even with, like, my social anxiety, it's just kind of like, you know, just be nice to people if they're, like, being nice to you, right? It's like I could have just, like, kind of been cold and not interested, but he took an interest in me, and because of that, I was just nice and respectful back. So always do that. And then this week, same thing happens. So I'm sitting alone. And then this dude comes up and he's like, hey, can I sit here? I'm like, sure, why not? And then he's like, let me buy you a beer. And I was like, okay. And then this other lady came came in. She was like, we're all like, and it was funny. The president is like, are these your parents? And I was like, uh, no, um, they're not my parents. Um, and, you know, they were talking me up. And he's like, well, he's a heck of a guy, the president did. So I was like, oh, cool. So, and it's, it's cool, you know. And I was, you know, talked with both of them and they were very nice. And the guy just literally picked up my tab again. And for the lady too, I was like, damn, like that's, two weeks in a row that people from Cleveland have picked up my tab for lunch. And I'm not even doing that much. I'm giving them a seat and I'm talking with them. That's it. And you're picking up my lunch. So if that's all it takes, like I said, folks, be nice to people because you never know when something like that is, is going to happen. And if you're nice to people, people will go out of their way to be nice to you. Case closed. Okay. So Cleveland people are cool. Um, I love them a lot. Browns, not so much. Big loss uh, on Sunday. 
Uh, wasn't happy about that. We have a bye week this weekend. My parents are coming this weekend. Oh, man, that'll be crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be fun to talk about on here, of course, uh, depending on what we do. But, yeah, we'll move on now. So the Kevin James smirking meme, that's kind of my reaction when my parents tell me, um, you know, are, 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 can we come for your fall break? And, you know, the Kevin James smirking meme, I've never gotten it, to be honest with you. Um, did you know his real name? I just looked up his name now. Kevin George Nipfing. Like, how do you get James from Nipfing? That's what I want to know. Uh, but he's known as Kevin James. Uh, Kevin James smirking meme. So, of course, the meme is like a picture of him from his, like, his days on King of Queens. Um, so this is it. The Kevin James smirking meme explained. I really did not get the context. It just started showing up on my feed. I'm like, why is, why is he just showing up right now? It's just really weird. Um... Just out of all pictures you could have used, like, that's the one, and I guess not. So since then, uh, an influx of similar memes have made their way online. So the first one was, like, me after, uh, yeah, me after one double rum and diet, um, 24,000 tweets, or likes, I think that should say. But, yeah, it's funny because he even got in on it, um, sheepishly coming to a city near you. Um, you know, he kind of... He's in on the joke, which is funny. The double hands in the pocket. I think that's – it's creative. It's creative that he's engaging with his fans. And I don't get, like I, – I don't know. I just think Kevin James is such an interesting character because there are a lot of, like, typecast actors in Hollywood, but I think he's one of the most egregious. Like, the dude maybe has three good roles to his name. I never watched The King of Queens, but, like – in every movie, he plays the same guy, the same goofy without, – without, without fail – you know, in Barnyard, he played Otis. And I think I don't think a lot of people know that. Kevin James played Otis, which is very funny, um, which will always be a fan favorite of mine. Um, but, yeah, so Kevin James was in that. He was in Mall Cop. Again, fat, bumbling idiot, you know. <laughs> Zookeeper, fat, bumbling idiot. Grown Ups, fat, bumbling idiot. I mean, the guy just has no diversity in the roles that he takes. At least, like, Adam Sandler. Because, I mean, they're buddies, and they always cast each other in their movies right it's like adam sandler like he usually is that kind of like dumb kind of smart alecky guy in his roles but he can do dramatic stuff right i mean look at punch drunk love look at uncut gems look at that like basketball movie did like a couple years ago the dude has at least a little versatility like imagine like kevin james doing anything dramatic i don't think i would take it seriously but there's something about adam sandler and his commitment to his roles in a weird, ironic sort of way that kind of works. So yeah, the smirking meme is everywhere. Figured I would talk about it, even though it's kind of been around for about almost two weeks at this point. So I guess I'll just weigh in on it. I never got it, but it's a it's a fun reaction image. And of course, those like best I ever had reels with just like him and the photo shoot for it. It's funny. So fun, fun thing to blow up Kevin James, a weird reaction image. And as a reaction image connoisseur, I think that gets a seal of approval from me. But what doesn't get a seal of approval from me, and this is the final thing we're going to talk about today, because I don't have a lot else to talk about. Monthly photo dumps. So last month it was kind of like, you know, August slipped away like a moment in time, the fucking Taylor Swift bit, and oh god, we have to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Maybe we, well, we kind of talked about her last week, but I'll talk about it a little more in depth this week. Um... But yeah, we'll finish that at the end. But anyways, August slipped away like a moment in time. I, I don't 
I don't get the, the nature of a photo dump. Like you're posting like 10 photos a month and maybe three of them are good. I don't, it's like, and you're like, oh, here's me at a dive bar. Here's my food. It's like, why wouldn't you just do one like every three months to post what you've been doing? Like you can do like an Instagram story. You can do, and I guess that all has to do with your brand, right? Like I barely ever post on Instagram. I have like eight posts. And by the way, I forgot to plug it at the beginning, but uh, all the links to my stuff uh, is down in the description. That includes my personal Instagram, podcast Instagram, um, my YouTube channel, and my personal Twitter if you want to see some of the comedic bits I'm working up. Yes, but photo dumps I think are stupid. You don't need to post them every month. And the fact that everybody does, they're just romanticizing life, which is great. And that's all the power to you. But it's like, you know, that's that's all everybody really shares on social media, right? Like that's all they really share is just like, oh, here, here's, here's everything great going on in my life, you know. And I'm not jealous. It's not coming from a place of jealousy. Like, do I want people to be happy? Yes, absolutely. But like, I just feel like it's kind of annoying when like everybody does the same fucking thing every month. And it's just not interesting to just keep going through my Instagram. Like it's like meme, oh, photo dump. Couple memes, couple sports things, oh, photo dump. It's like, I don't really want to see all that in my feed. Like I want some diversity, you know? And like if it, people are friends, they post the same fucking pictures. So it's just, it's, a, it's like a, it's a cyclical kind of thing. So yeah, photo dumps are not cool. If you're doing it, if you're doing like ironic ones, sure, go for it. But if it's like a real like serious, like, oh my God, Bay, you're so cute. Ah, so pretty. Ah, it's the same picture you posted last month. Ah, but you're still so beautiful. Ah, um, I'm not bitter. Don't worry. I'm not. Um, it's, I don't know. It just gets kind of old. So Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, they're dating now, apparently. And Taylor Swift also ruined New Balance 550s. Not happy about that one. That shoe was on the fucking way out. And now all the Swifties are going to fucking buy them up and wear them. And blah, 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 as if they aren't, weren't already wearing them. But anyways, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are a thing. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Because it's like all the Swifties are paying attention to football now. Which is great. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, did Taylor make Travis famous? I feel like Travis Kelsey was already a pretty famous player to begin with. He had a podcast with his brother that was pretty popular. He's playing on, like, the the Super Bowl-winning team. It's not like he was a nobody, right? Like, if Taylor Swift was dating, like, the punter, I would think that would be more news. You know what I mean? And I don't think there's been this big of a relationship in sports really since Tony Romo back in Dallas. And I I I was maybe, like, seven or eight when that happened, but I feel like that shit was everywhere, right? Carrie Underwood, Jessica Simpson— all of those people, right? And, you know, that was, like, what all the press was around. But now it's, like, Taylor Swift is, like, the centerfold for, like, NFL TikTok, NFL Instagram. They're posting 2-0 and Taylor's dated the... Ch-. It's, like, is it now, like, the Taylor Swift show for football? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's got to be, like, a separation between, like, football and, and music and entertainment. You know what I mean? Even though sports are entertainment. But I just feel like they're, they're kind of pandering to all of these Swifties feels, like, really cringe... And it's like, what does the game become? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it, that was just never a big deal, and now all of a sudden it is? Okay. I don't know. It's, it's just my two cents. Like, I don't want to be like, you know, it's bad for the game. Like, by all means, get more people to watch football that have never watched it before. Because last night's game was not supposed to be very good, right? And, you know, I know somebody who works at NBC, and they were, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but it's like, you know, clearly the game was not going to be doing very well because it's the Jets and the Chiefs. And the Jets fucking suck. And they have eight primetime games. So they're going to have to get them all flexed out. 
but anyways, the reason why they were like up and you know they were starting to be like going crazy was because oh Taylor Swift's dating Travis Kelsey, we can put her on TV. And I don't know, I guess there was some YouTuber, some guy was telling me Tom Grassi, shout out Tom Grassi. Um, you know, he put up on screen how many times Taylor was shown, and I guess it was like ten or eleven times during the game, and that's crazy. Let's see, was that bad actually? Hold up, how many incompletions did Zach Wilson throw? Zach Wilson. Um, uh, Zach Wilson stats. Let's see. So, how many passes did he throw? Let's see. I just want to see the statistics. So, he was 28 of 39. So, oh my God, that's 11 times. So, does that mean there were as many Taylor Swift appearances as Zach Wilson incompletions? Because that's how many, that's how many, you know, that's how many I was thinking was like, oh, are they going to show more Taylor Swift cameos on TV or are they going to show more Zach Wilson incompletions? That was kind of my, my funny joke uh, of the day. But, yes. Um, the game was closer than I thought it was going to be. I tuned in for a little while at the end when it got close. But, um, yeah, no. Taylor and Travis are dating. I'm not going to talk too long about it. That's all I've got to say this week, guys. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure, as always, leave feedback. And tune in every Friday, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Or a.m. Why does 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Every Friday, unscripted show. Brand new stuff coming at you for my life and the world. Until next time, guys. Well, if there even is a next time, because now they're telling me to get off the phone. They must have realized this phone call was not actually a phone call. See you guys. Bye. Hey, guys. It was all a prank. Uh, I'm actually not in jail. Um, this is just my studio. Uh, it's post-podcast me. Uh, I'm just now realizing um, as I'm editing this that, um, oh, I recorded it on my MacBook microphone. So uh, sorry if the audio quality was kind of shitty. And, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for checking this out. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye.